0: Welcome back everyone, we have just finished the Azerbaijan Grand Prix in Baku, and while it wasn't as eventful as we usually experience in Baku, it probably does have massive implications for the championship, so let's get stuck straight in. As usual, we'll start with qualification, and we actually saw a bit of a comedy of errors in Q1, Stroll crashed multiple times. Uh, within a single lap. Somehow uh, he crashed into the barriers once, his car appeared fine, and then he crashed into the barriers again just to, you know, ruin the car a little bit more. So he was naturally out in Q1. Uh, we were out in Q1 also. We had the two Williams as standard these days, and also the two Haas, which isn't very standard these days. No red flags in Q2 though, but we did lose both Alfa Romeos, both McLaren's, and Esteban Ocon, so that was a big, that was a heavy Q2 to lose all of those guys. We're used to seeing at least Bottas get into Q3 from the Alphas, Ocon, of course, pops into Q3 quite regularly, and the McLarens, yeah, you know we see Norris visit Q3 quite regularly, so to get all of those guys go out in Q2, big loss there. But that did mean that both Alpha Tauri were into Q3, they look very strong around this track, And Vettel in his Aston Martin, again into Q3. I keep saying it now, more and more, and that's very impressive for them. But at the end of qualification, we did have Leclerc qualifying on pole. Perez in P2, and it did seem like those two were on a different level to everyone else. Leclerc and Perez, just absolutely the best guys out there. Verstappen qualified in P3 with Sainz P4. Into the race itself, and Perez took the lead off the line. Leclerc was a little slow getting away, and then he locked up going into the first corner, which allowed Perez to get him. It was actually a very clean start. Baku, obviously a very tight street circuit where we see a lot of mistakes and a lot of crashing into barriers. Cough, cough, Lance Stroll. Um, (laughs) But uh, it was a very clean getaway. No touching, no crashing to the barriers, no nothing. And to be honest, there wasn't even a lot of overtakes at the start. Usually you see quite a few positions move. That's the main place where positions move. But we didn't see a lot of that. We did see Alex Albon further down the field make a few moves, which is good to see. And of course, Perez taking the lead off the line, which was the big one. But we didn't have to wait very long to our first retirement, and it was Carlos Sainz. From fourth place, he retired with a hydraulic issue. Another mechanical failure for Ferrari. And Spoiler alert, it won't be the last one. For that, we had a virtual safety car deployed while they just moved the car off the track. And a lot of cars use this virtual safety car to pit so they could get a nice cheap pit stop. Usually you lose like 20-30 seconds to a pit stop, whereas under a virtual safety car, because the speeds of the cars are controlled at a slower rate, it means you lose less time doing a pit stop there. So a lot of cars took advantage of that, including Charles Leclerc, who dropped down to third place as a result of that pit stop, because both Red Bulls stayed out. We went racing again on lap 10, and on lap 15, we saw Max Verstappen take the lead from Sergio Perez Perez was told not to fight his teammate once again although even if he had fought him I don't think it would have been long Verstappen was much much quicker than Perez during the race Perez then made his first stop around lap 17. He was complaining that his rears were gone. So he came in and uh, he came back out in third place. So he was back behind Leclerc after that. Because of course Leclerc got a faster pit stop than Perez did. Verstappen then also came in on lap 19. And this promoted Leclerc back into the lead. Of course Perez and Verstappen's pit stops were regular pit stops. They took the regular amount of time where Leclerc's was faster so he automatically gets the lead back and this created an interesting scenario here where we had the top three all on the hard tires ready to go to the end of the race if they could but Leclerc's were nine laps older but he had a 13 second lead so was that nine lap difference gonna stretch enough out or was Verstappen and Perez gonna get that 13 second lead down But we never got an answer to that question, unfortunately, because on lap 20, Leclerc had an engine failure on track. Both Ferraris retired with mechanical problems in this race. Huge, huge for the championship and devastating for Ferrari, right? And at this point, I must say, it was very obvious now who was going to win this race. Uh, such a shame that we didn't get that fight out in front because of these Ferrari retirements, I will say. Like, yeah, the, the Red Bulls are all dominant right now and, yeah, the Ferraris retiring really doesn't help that case. Further down the field, McLaren have a bit of a strategy fail. Uh, they took a gamble where they used Ricciardo to protect Norris, doing an overcut. Norris was trying to overtake Alonso because Alonso was being stubborn and not getting out of the way. Uh, so they tried to do an overcut with him. Um, but Ricardo was protecting Norris from Gasly, who was coming up quickly behind them. But the overcut failed; Norris fell, I think, four places behind Alonso, and then Ricardo got overtaken by Gasly. So both the McLarens lost places in in a pretty bad gaff on McLaren's strategy part. Honestly, we saw a little spate of retirements toward the mid part of the race as well. We saw Zhou Guan Yu having one of his best races of the season. Honestly have to retire, which is such a shame for him, he was doing really well, outpacing Bottas pretty comfortably, very good, well it would have been a very good result for him if he'd finished. We also saw Magnussen retire on lap 33, he had another engine issue, so out of the four retirees at this point, all four of them were Ferrari powered, that's pretty bad for Ferrari, that looks real, real bad, not going to lie there. That caused another virtual safety car, that one, because it was out on track. So, once again, most people took the opportunity for a, a cheap pit stop, including the top three at that time, which was Verstappen, Perez, and Russell. Ricardo also made his very first stop of the race at this time. He was having a really good stint on those hard tyres. He ran it really long, so this was the first opportunity for him to stop. Got a nice cheap pit stop, came out well. Curiously, though, both Alpha Tauri stay out, So they get track position. They're up to fourth and fifth at this point. But both sets of tyres have done 20 plus laps. They are the hard tyres, but they've done 20 plus laps already. So it's kind of like a sitting duck situation. And we kind of saw that immediately, honestly. Hamilton gobbled up Sonoda very, very quickly. And then he was just chasing down Gasly for that fourth place. He did eventually get Gasly on lap 44, So at that point, Mercedes looked really good if you just looked at the finishing positions. Third and fourth for Mercedes with the car they currently have, good finishing positions now. Snowder, who also had a really good race. Both him and Joe were having fantastic races. Best races that I've seen them have in a little while. He had a curious incident. It looked like his DRS flap had split down the middle. uh, So he was ordered to fix it. Obviously, that's a huge danger to the driver and the car. So they were ordered to fix it. Uh, So he came into the pits and they just put gaffer tape on it, you know gaffer tape solves all problems Uh, And he was able to go out again. I thought they were gonna retire the car Uh, You know the commentary theme Said they were gonna have to retire the car But no, he carried on going with just all this gaffer tape over his rear wing so worked out for them I think but at the end of the race it was the predictable Red Bull 1-2. Verstappen wins from Perez in P2. Perez actually comes home with the fastest lap, so well done to him. And Russell takes the final podium position. He's just always there, ready to capitalise on somebody else breaking down. That's how he gets his podiums, right? And he's got another one here. Gasly gets a really, really great result for AlphaTauri in fifth place. That's the best I've seen them do in a while now. Vettel, also really good for Aston Martin, 6th place for them. A double point score for McLaren, a double point score for Alpine, and we're starting to see a bit of a better picture for the midfield now that we're getting a few races in. But the championship is starting to look a little bit clearer now, isn't it? The season started with Red Bull having their reliability issues, but now it's Ferrari who are struggling. And Red Bull are simply running away with it, even to the point now where Perez has moved up to second in the Drivers' Championship. And Russell is closing in on Leclerc for that third place in the Drivers' Championship as well. It's clear Ferrari have a very, very quick car, but they need to get on top of these reliability problems very quickly, just like Red Bull did in the early part of the season. They need to turn it back around, otherwise this is going to be a very quick championship. What did you guys think of the race? Was there anything you picked up that I may have missed? Let me know in the comments. Let me know over on social media at Pod. We'll be doing this all over again for the next race in Montreal, Canada. So stick around, subscribe, all that lovely stuff, and I'll catch you in the next one.